Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. I'm Matt. And I'm Alex. And I'm Kerry. Welcome guys back to the Game Junkies podcast. And uh, I'm, I'm Matt, and Alex is a little under weather, so we wish him well, and we wish him back in, in two weeks' time. But um, Kerry, back. I had to do a well-deserved week off time last time, but back with us again. So, Kerry, how are you back? How are you doing? Good, good. I'm happy it's summer at last. Yes. Yes. Summer, summer is a time to feel good and feel happy. And that's a perfect segue into what we've got planned for this for this episode, Kerry, actually, isn't it? Really? Because we we've been trying to nail with one for a bit of time, but it was difficult to think of things, and then suddenly out of nowhere, bang, 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 they can just come plumbing to us. This is gonna be our top three wholesome video game moments. We will preface it by saying these are just three each from us. There are loads more out there, no doubt. And no doubt you guys are say, what about this? What about that? There's room for more. Plus, Alex isn't here. So, you know, got more to come from, from all of the games like you on that side of things. Now we put Chad in his place before we actually get any further. How about <laughs> we, we dive into this list and you give us your first pick? for wholesome video game moments. Well, now I'm afraid he's going to appear out of the woodwork. <laughs> but, hmm, what's my third pick? You see, my definition of top three is kind of a bit fluid. It's just ones I like in this particular moment. Absolutely. So for my first wholesome one, I'm going to go when you, the player character, get reunited with your partner in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. In Aww. both first, both versions I played actually, both the Game Boy and the DS versions, because let's see, basically at the end, as the story seems to go in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games, you are a human and you take a neat quiz and you become a Pokemon through some mysterious means, and at the end, you start to go back to your human world, and it always makes your partner very sad and they have cry. And I'm also crying at this point because I, I cry at these things. <laughs> but as the game goes, because there's always post-game, and these aren't the games where they stop at the final hurdle, if you get me. Mm -hmm. You get sent back, and there's like this really cutesy scene in both, game, both versions of the game I've played. And then I cry some more. No. I'm a sucker for... People being reunited. Uh, to be fair, when you reunite uh, people who love each other or care for each other, even even mm. not about, about love, uh, it's always going to be a um, it's always going to make you hit you right in the feels. And a lot of the picks that we're going to have, they probably going to have that effect. Um, I can actually lead into my third pick in the same vein, because it's also from a Pokemon game, actually. It's, it's from the Let's Go series, Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which I'm pretty sure 
I know Alex played. I don't know if you've played the Let's Go game, Kerry, have you? I haven't played the Let's Go games, but I believe Pikachu and Eevee were kind of based around Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. In terms of story. So I do know the story to them. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, now, there's a big name on the early games, aside from the Pokemon entries, which are borderline psychopathic at times let's face it Nintendo company get some what? fresh air get some sun get some fresh air you know we're not asking for that just like send some round check on them you know um, there is however some very sad moments in the game as well particularly if you're playing a Nuzlocke um, I asked. which I've never done but <laughs> Alex, is, Alex is insisting on doing at some point so Maybe even do a freeway just like that. May get some, may get some anger from the team. If we do that. Um, well, you have to learn not to get attached to anything. In the first like I did with Alex, I found an Articuno in Viridian Forest. Viridian Forest. His name was Yvan, and he died because his partner died, and I was devastated because I lost my level three Articuno. <laughs> Rest in peace, buddy. Gone, but not forgotten. Oh. We're talking of gone, but not forgotten. There is a Pokemon who actually um, is mourning for his mother. Oh. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about here, Kerry. I do believe I know. Is it in a certain tower? It's, I believe it's I could if I'm wrong. Is it Lavender Town? Yes. Ah, uh, good old Lavender Town. There's so many stories about this place. I used to be a massive creepy, like fan of Creepypasta, like Slenderman and all that. And there were stories about Lavender Town. Lavender Town took it so well. Um, well, in obviously in the Let's Go games, Lavender Town is even creepier. Uh, and there's a lot more cut. There's obviously some really, really good high def cutscenes because obviously you uh, have to. You end up reuniting a Cubone you find with its dead mother, which is really, really sad. Obviously, but it's really wholesome because Cube because they get to say goodbye to each other and all this stuff. But then you start doing a bit of digging around into the history of what a Cubone actually is. Um, uh... A Cubone is wearing its is wearing its mother's skull as a helmet. It cries out of loneliness. Yeah. That makes this even more wholesome. This must be a new addition to the Let's Go games then, because it's definitely to my recollection, not on the older ones. Hmm. We only found out the information about the uh, about the Cubone skull in later games. Yeah, and then mm. every new addition to it, it's like, oh no, oh no, oh, oh no, what have you done? I mean, oh. lots of people are saying, what is a Cubone actually underneath that? Um, underneath that, some people are saying it's a Charmander. I like I'm that not, theory. I like the theory in a way, but then, but then with the fire tail, the normal tail. And as, as Kerry grabs her cute her, her Charmander, Charmander plushie, which I adore. Um I can't, Charmander. I can't find my so, my sobble to hand, never mind. Um 
But yeah, uh, the wholesome moment where you get to reunite uh, Marowak with Cubone is a, a wonderful moment. Damn. Cubone's uh, just such a tragic Pokemon. Really is. There's a, quite a few tragic ones, but I still think Cubone's the most iconic of them all. Mm. Mm. So, tragic yet wholesome. So, what's your next moment, then, Kerry? Mine's also veering into tragic but wholesome territory. Okay. Is this episode going to become sad? Hopefully not. <laughs> Hopefully not. Okay, good. Right. There is a wonderful DS game called Dragon Quest IX. You have and... talked about Dragon Quest IX at length in the past, and I, I enjoy this. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, bittersweet, I guess, moments in this. Sad but wholesome at the same time. There was one I was going to go for, and then in the end I decided to switch it for a different one. At one point in the game, there's a girl called Marion, and she has a doll called Marionette. The doll becomes sentient. Jesus fucking Christ. And it's like, Marion, from what I can remember at this point, was incredibly lonely and isolated. So... Marionette becoming sentient is they become best friends and obviously because of the way these games go in the end Marionette has to become just a doll again and that's terrifying yeah it's the it is really wholesome and it's the part where they're saying goodbye to each other before it's... I'm trying to remember what they called it you basically have to sort of collect almost souls from people. Not mm. souls, but it's like gratitude in the form of a soul-type thing. I get you, I get you. I'm trying to remember exactly what it's called because I am working out how to set up my laptop so that I can replay that game as I no longer have my cartridge or the DS. But it's... Um, Everything on my list is just could just be summed up with I'm a sucker for this particular thing. It is uh, it sounds like a really wholesome moment. I mean, anytime you have to say goodbye to someone that you care about or has looked after you, it's always gonna make you feel sad. Yeah. So, um that game made me feel a whole lot of things while I was playing with it, which is funny because when you look at the box art, it looks like it's gonna be kind of goofy. It's got the same sort of art style as Dragon Ball Z. Right. It's that particular anime style. Mm -hmm. But that game sucker punches you in the field so many times while your character just stands there with like their derpy static expression, except for when they're shocked. Then they go... (gasps) But there's so many moments in that game that catch you off guard, but that's kind of the one that stuck out to me in the end. Mm. Because, you know, even when Marionette's gone, she's still got the doll as a reminder. It just doesn't talk to her anymore. I'm wording this really messily. Not out loud doesn't talk to her anyway. Maybe in her head it still talks to her. 
<laughs> that might be a bit creepy, but it's basically your, like your imaginary friend coming to life, I guess. Which, as a kid, would be fantastic. I as guess. an adult, you sit back and you go, "Hmm." <laughs> I guess so. Come on, everyone had an imaginary friend when they were little. Some do have them at the age they are now. That's fair. But some, but <laughs> when that happens, usually they, they require some kind of therapy afterwards, unfortunately. <laughs> Welcome to my adaptive daydreaming. It's a problem. <laughs> also, now we have imaginary friends. We just call it playing D&D. <laughs> this is true. This is very, very true. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. So, what do I. Um, so, my next one, I've got to admit, my next two are both from the same game. That's fine. So, are my last ones. But um, with that, I also need to do a bit of setting up. So do bear with me on this one. I do I apologize. Um, the first one I need to set up is um, it's Melky's Solid 4. Now, Melky's Solid 4 is not the fourth game in the series. It's just the fourth, it's not even the fourth in chronological order. <laughs> It's really strange. Messed, it's really messed up how how we, how we went about this. But yeah, um, because in Metal Gear Solid Two, you play as this character called Raiden, um, who was meant to be Snake, and then they said, "No, Snake's not we who play play Raiden. We'll come to Raiden later." Okay, trust me. Um, however, part of in the game. You end up crossing paths with this woman called Olga Golukovic. Now, she was working for the bad guys, and well, she but she was being done so against her will because uh, the bad guys had her daughter. Uh, Olga died in the uh, in in MBS two, and then between MBS two and four, which is the next game chronologically after two. Three set of sixes with um, Raiden and Snake together found Olga's daughter, which is really nice. Which is really nice. And so MGS4, uh, you got this daughter who got this bright white hair, this girl. She may be 10, maybe 10 years old. And um, they um, they actually had live action um cutscenes at times of eggs being cooked, which sounds weird, but so Sunny would crack the eggs into the pan and they'd splatter all over the pan and then it would go to the actual in-game, you know, character models, and she'd be cooking the eggs and she'd bring them to Otacon, who was the science guy, and she and he'd say, Thank you, Sonny, you're very delicious. To which she'd say, you haven't eaten any of them. And uh, he uh, he shook his head and and, and uh, Peter went to the farm like, Ugh. and she used to and a half. Twitch Snake like, where did you teach her to cook eggs? Like, like I can cook, Snake. He was like, anyway, it really hurt her feelings. Anyway, after the 
think it's the think it's the, after, I think after the second big mission, you rescue a character who was first seen in Memgest One. Stick with me here, right? Called Naomi Hunter. Now she was rescued, and she ends up on this flying fortress, which is basically what they're flying on. So nomad, they call it. And so, um, Sunny's um, being is asked by Naomi what she's doing, like. It's my sunny side up fortune cookie, fortune telling. If it turns out well, it means something good's going to happen. Oh, which is which is really wholesome. And then you said like, ah, so that's why you know cook them over easy. We said like, so crack eggs and then put it on for one minute because you should think about who's got to eat them. Um, and then. Naomi disappears from the nomad about as the next mission starts, she disappears completely. And I'm not gonna spoil what happened, but but she appeared later down the line, but she's not anymore at this point. Sunny keeps doing what Naomi taught her, and the eggs turn out well every time after that. Oh sounds so silly. But given the life that she's had, the fact that she was able to master cooking some eggs, it, it, filled, it filled me with a lot of love and a lot of hope. Because my mother always said to me, and this is the first, the, the, the only advice she ever gave me regarding cooking, because obviously I'm a chef by trade. When you when you're on your own, doesn't matter what else you have in the house, keep a box of eggs in your fridge, because then you'll always be able to make yourself a meal. It's good advice. Unless you unless you're allergic to eggs or intolerant to them, of course, then then you're slightly screwed. But I wasn't, so that's why she gave me that advice. I guess. That's a vegan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the vegan in the room. I apologize about that. But but you get the, you get the point. That my mum was making me anyway. Uh, so it just yeah. connected with me quite well on that side of things. In MGS Rising, which is set after MGS4, turns out that she's followed in the family footsteps and is and has built tanks. So mm. good work, Sunny. <laughs> but a really wholesome moment for sure, just because it was uh, it was cooking eggs, but it was it was the fact that she was a child genius and she was 10, 11 years old. And she believed that how her eggs turned out was how the uh, was how the um, mission was going to turn out. She was always wrong. That's kind of wholesome about that side of things. And I'm getting a dead eye stare right now from Charmander. It's kind of unsettling. Um, <laughs> the, the little pat from Perry, wonderful. Um, yeah, and one little thing, more thing is that. Uh, she named, she had three chickens on, on the ship. Uh, one was called Solid, one was called Liquid, and one was called Solidus, after the three versions of Snake from MGS2, which is a nice callback and also a really, really funny thing to do. Funny is wholesome. I have to admit, when you started talking about eggs, I was wondering where this was going. But I'm aware, I'm aware, but... It's it's a wholesome moment for sure. I mean, oh yeah, definitely, totally wholesome, and and, and you yeah, know, suddenly makes it. Spoilers, she makes it all fun. So. Yeah. Right, so that's my second moment. What's your first moment? 
Okay, let's, uh, would it be Kerry gets to talk about games without mentioning a certain game that she recently got to play on Xbox for the first time and then played it several times over? Is this a game which, when I told about the sequel coming out, you started marking out, like, the biggest super fan? Yeah. Matt recently informed me that there is a second Greedfall game, and honestly, you should have heard the noise I made. It was somewhere between a gremlin's screech and Matt doing Lanju's voice. <laughs> somewhere between that and... <laughs> I do enjoy doing Lanju's voice, that's for sure. Just watching the trailer go, no, because this is real. And then I sent Alex and Matt an unnecessary paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I enjoy enjoy reading anything you you come to write, Kerry, it's all good. So obviously you've got a moment from Greedfall for us then. Mm. Not obviously, but there's so many to choose from. So there's kind of a few things in Greedfall I could have picked. I can almost hear people going, oh, for God's sake, just, like, play another game. And to that I say no. Well, yes, but I will, the, but... All these people are saying that are the people who, who play nothing but Warzone. Okay, so I don't have, I have been playing another game. I'll talk about that another time. Absolutely. Absolutely. But the people who say, like, play a different game are the people who only play Fortnite. Okay, so... Don't feel bad about Sick it. <laughs> <laughs> so people really shouldn't throw stones in glass houses sometimes. But to your point, lady. Again, this is another thing. Kerry is a sucker for this particular thing. It's actually to do with the romance options in Greedfall. Okay. There's two I kind of wanted to pick from. As I said in our chat, it's basically the same moment, just with different characters. Right. There's a, I think, I'm not sure how massive like the fan base of Readfall actually is, because it's weirdly quiet on places like Reddit and Twitter. But somebody made a, somebody made a shit post mm-hmm. about the different romance options in the game, because you get three options depending on whether you play as male or female Dasade. Basically, two of them are straight and two of them swing both ways. Yeah. Um, you know, this, I feel like this would be funnier if it was a visual medium rather than me reading from a shit post. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just remember what it says. You have Afra, who still fuck the bridge alliance. <laughs> Always fuck the British Alliance. You really don't like the British Alliance. I fucking hate the British Alliance. <laughs> who does the typical, like, I've never felt this way about anyone before. There's Siora, who, fun fact, I actually based Finny off of. Nice. And there's words of their own, the natives have their own language. Mm. And I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of this. But it's like, um, Minundanem means soulmate. Mm-hmm. And then there's the two male romance options underneath. It's kind of a split thing. If you decide that men of the sea are your thing, and you can have, and that works for male or female Dasade, then you get read this um, poem. I'm not even going to pronounce the, ti- the actual title of the poem because it's in French. Okay. And I'm not very good at French. But it's actually an English translation of a real French poem. 
I think the um, title translates something to like love in the sea. Hang on, I might have still have it up on my phone. I was Googling this last night just to make sure I got it right. Right, so if I so it's it's an untitled French poem actually by Pierre de Mabeuf. That actually sounds about right, yes. Yeah, so it's uh it's <laughs> um apparently it is um Elle Mer de l'Amour. That's the one. Yeah, so you get read this poem and it's really fucking wholesome. Because it's I guess it's just kind of unexpected at that moment. Yeah. And that, so Captain Vasco's part of the shit post is poems and shit he got from the internet, despite the game was the internet, well before the internet was invented. And then um, there's Kurt. Kurt's section of the shit post is the confused screaming. <laughs> that sounds about right regarding, <laughs> regarding that post. <laughs> so, so you did um did you um did you say what you thought you what you think it translates to? Um, I think it's like I know um, what love is in French I'm not going to pronounce it just in case there's any French people listening to this and they're already angry with me for doing my stereotypical French accent in my campaign okay well if, if, I, if my pigeon French is as good as I think it is yeah. And um, Chris will correct me for this later when I'm editing. Insert if it's wrong here, Chris. No, good. Uh, love and the sea. That's it. That sounds about right. If that's the title you get in the game, I believe. Then that. Then uh, that's it's a poem translated to you by the amazing Kurt McClung. So well done to you, Kurt, for doing that. For everybody. <laughs> and then I. <laughs> Ironically, the next part I was going to talk about was the character, Kurt. Oh, <laughs> ironic. <laughs> Love it. Same way for you. It's wholesome. I feel like you're taking the mic at me because I just put my hands on my head. <laughs> it's wholesome, but purely of the, ah, shit, I don't know how to deal with this feeling. It is. Not from Desade. Desade's a fucking doormat with all the emotional like, range of a teaspoon. <laughs> I'm a sucker for people being like, ah, shit, I'm not sure how to process this feeling or what it really is. Kurt is probably one of my favourite characters in the entirety of the game. Again, I'm explaining this really messily because in my head this all makes sense. Yeah. So... You know, maybe the people who are probably thinking play another game, maybe they've got a point. Maybe, or maybe they just need to play more of your game to understand what you're getting at. Yeah. I think love and romance option can always make you feel bubbly and wholesome and things like that, though, Kerry, to be fair. I think it's just the part where he's basically like, I don't, was it? Like he's explaining how he's kind of lost for words on how to describe what he's actually feeling because Kurt's kind of a he's quite abrupt he seems a bit like an ass early in the game yeah but he's kind of my favorite in a lot of ways because he's you know these characters that are like tough and crunchy on the outside but then they're kind of squishy on the inside Damien anyway 
I'm saying no evil lightning to come down around me from Caitlin. Hang on. <laughs> no, Caitlin's not around. It's fine. <laughs> no, but Caitlin. So I'm. So, but in, but in, I know what you sort of mean in general. Yes, um, there are characters who display emotion when you don't expect them to. Yes. I will put it another way. Um, Kurt's full storyline in Greedfall. It, it's the only moment in the game where I had to stop and think about it for a few minutes. Yeah. And then the more I thought about it, the more tragic it became. Oh dear. And then I Googled it and yeah, it was definitely tragic. It's um one of those storylines where it's more about what isn't said than what is said. Mm. And that's why it caught me off guard so much. But anyway, Kurt being like, I don't know how to process this feeling. I go confused screaming on the shit nose. Actually then. That's good. Yeah, relatable too. Well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily that, Kerry, but it's fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> I relate to that. <laughs> right. Uh, anything else to add for, for that one, Kerry? Or, or you, uh, you... No, I'm going to talk about Greedful for, for my honourable mention too. Excellent. So. We'll come to that in a moment then. Um, I'm going. My number one pick is, as I mentioned earlier, Raiden, um, who is the star of Metal Gear 2, um, supporting character, unplayable, I might point out, in Metal Gear 4, and playable in Metal Gear Solid Rising, Metal Gear Rising for short. Um, I'm very, uh, so I'm going to go back and forth on Raiden because people want to play as Snake, not as not not see him on the outside as Raiden. Um, but he, it is what it is. People deal with it. It happened 20 years ago, okay? Yeah. Um, Raiden in Metal Gear Solid 2, which is where you first meet him, he is very baby-faced. Um, you, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think he was more than 20 years old, maybe, but he's a killer. Absolute machine. He's like been VR trained into being a, a killing machine. Um, and he's dropped into this oil platform to rescue President of the United States of America, you know, half the course. Um, whilst there, finds out he's not actually doing that, he's running through a live action simulation of what happened in the first Milk Solid game to try and find the next solid snake. Um, which itself is a cover for the new Metal Gear, which is being built underwater. And the ore platform is just the access point to the Metal Gear, which is massive robot, basically. Um, while he's there, they, they infect the artificial intelligence on the Metal Gear with a virus, which starts to break down um, communications within it, including communications with your own commander, which sounds odd, obviously. And then you find out that the commander and your girlfriend, who is called Rose, um, wait, Ryden's real name is Jack. Jack and Rose. Yes. Ah, uh, no way. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, and it turns out that the Jack and Rose, the, the Rose and the Colonel that have been talking to, to Ryden the whole time, weren't real. Oh. Which is, which is really sad, of course. Um, and then, with Snake's help, Raiden gets free of the voices in his head because 
they had synthetic blood being put into them with nanomachines, basically, so they could do like radio communication between people with the, through the body rather than through a receiver. It's really high tech, and it could one day actually happen. That's kind of scary. Um, we get we get through through of that in a way, but not fully. And Snake, he actually questions with Snake, is Rose even real? Was Rose ever real to me, ever? And Snake finds Rose and reunites him, reunites him with Rose, which is really, really wholesome in itself. And then Metal Gear Solid 4 comes round. And it's set, I think it's set four, five years, oh, number five, six, seven years later from that. And Raiden has obviously in that time he's rescued Sonny. So that leads to the last one I just did. But he's gone missing. Um, and he's got more and more bits of him and now cyborg. Um because he had he had, he had injuries unfortunately. Um and he'd had synthetic blood put in, in general, and it, it, he, he was a mess at one point. He lost um, throughout throughout episode four. He lost both his arms. Yeah. And so he gets turned up in Metal Gear Solid Four with a ninja blade in his teeth, no arms, and takes and holds them off so that a uh, snake can get away. Damn. Which is which is big, obviously. Uh, but he makes it. But before he, before I get to what happens when we find when he makes it, um, I need to tell you what happens with Elsa. That reason why Ryan ran off um, is that Rose left him Aww. for the Colonel, the real Colonel. Oh, Rose gave birth to a child mm. uh, called John. Uh, which ironically is what Snake went by um, in one of the older games, but that's neither here nor there, that's a coincidence. Well, um, the Colonel's actual daughter, Meryl, uh, actually refers to she's got a kid, and it, it turns out that the Colonel actually took Rose in to protect the child because they were hunting for Raiden. And if they'd found Raiden, they could have got to him through her and yeah. the kid. So he sacrificed everything the colonel did to make sure that they were kept safe, which is wholesome in itself. Yeah. But then we see Raiden getting, well, he's getting skin grafted over brand new cybernetic arms um, afterwards. And he looks almost human again. Um, he's had a new jaw fitted and everything like that because literally he was, he was a, a real, real mess. And yeah. he's sitting there and just after every, all, all the bad guys have been defeated and everything. And Rose walks in with John and it's the spitting image of Ryden. Oh. Ryden was told that Rose had lost the baby. So Ryden wouldn't go looking for Rose. But that was his baby. Yeah. Oh. So Ryden realizes that 
the whole thing was to protect him and the child the whole time. And the whole moment is that he's reunited with his, his one true love and with his son, which he thought he had died. And for someone who played through all Metal Gear games, to get to that moment, I'm like, damn! Like, if I was playing that, I'd be like, with tears everywhere at that point. Indeed. It is PS4, it is PS3 exclusive, that game as well. It's not even available on PS4. I think you can play yeah. it on PS5 back compat, but you can't play it on any other console apart from PS. Which is unfortunate, because I think they make a lot of money out of that still. But... Alas. Oh, then you when you throw into the mix what happens in Metal Gear Solid Rising, where Raiden ends up being regressed in his mind back to when he was a child soldier. Where he a child soldier, he literally was maybe he was maybe the same age as your Evan, for example. And he was the commander of the child soldier unit. Um, and his nickname, because of how many deaths he had, was Jack the Ripper. Jesus. Yeah. Hideo Kojima is fucked up in the head. I was going to say, that got dark pretty quickly, out of nowhere. Yeah, so when you, when you throw all that into, the, into, the, into what happened in Mega 4, the wholesomeness really comes through. And yeah. my God, did Raiden need that? Even people who hated Raiden suddenly felt a pang of, oh, and right so. Dang. So yeah, that's that's my that's one of one pick, and you, well, you can tell why I picked it up because I don't think you. I'm not gonna find more wholesome one than that. So we've obviously got other things we could mention. Uh, we've we've got a honorable mention each. What have you picked, Kerry? Well, since my first pick and my honorable mention are basically from the same game. One second, get out. There. You can't understand basic instructions. It's going back to Dasade, the doormat. Dasade is a doormat. I, I, I love the game, but come on, man. Yeah. Is and Dasade's cousin Constantine, who is the most precious of cinnamon rolls, and I'm pretty sure I said this in my review. It's their whole dynamic, just Dasade and Constantine's dynamic, in a way it reminds me a little bit of Oberyn and Kindra. It's just very wholesome. Yes. Wholesome family dynamic. Except when it starts to get tragic. Because when it's wholesome, it reminds me of like, you know, everyone's favourite Simic hybrid and Fire Ganassi combo. And then it just starts to get really sad if you think about it. Because, you know, Dasade's kind of all Constantine has, which makes the final choice in the game like a kick in the metaphorical nuts. nuts. Yeah. yeah. But when things are going good, it's hard to it's hard to describe a dynamic between two characters. Because I'm used to doing it this way when I say they have good dynamic, and everyone's like, yes. Or no. They really, really do, what you said. It made me want to play the game. Shit. <laughs> Just so that I can constantly be like, what bed are you at? 
What choice did you make at this point? Well, that's that's part of what I want to do with, with Mass Effect at some point for playthrough for challenge. Alex, I know, adores that game and wants to see me do that. So I, I, we once we figure out the whole being able to watch while we're playing sort of thing at the same time, we will do that at some point. And then I dare say they'll be shouting and screaming, probably from <laughs> Kerry. About why did you pick this option, you unselfish bastard? <laughs> In what game are we talking about? Beautiful, probably. Oh, uh, yes. So, I mean, I'm sure we'll have our disagreements at points. I dare say, I dare say. <laughs> That's always fuck the British Alliance. Fuck the British Alliance. You need to have a t shirt saying that. <laughs> I. I was watching the trailer, and as soon as the Bridge Alliance fucking turned up in it, I was like, yeah, fuck you guys, even if you have armoured doggers in this one. <laughs> I can see you getting, like, 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 a, like a, a small set of armour for, um, for your pup. I mean, if I can, get, I'll get a censored t-shirt to wear to EJX that just says, fuck the Bridge Alliance. <laughs> Have to be done. Have to be done. Have I to mean, be done. I'm sure they had their reasons. It's just every time there's a problem, it's usually caused by the Bridge Alliance, in my opinion. You know, like the biggest fucking twist ending to the game. The Bridge Alliance caused the fucking ending to the game. Gary, Gary, chill. Hey, right. some games just kind of grab you. Absolutely. Speaking of games which grab me, uh, that's the perfect one for my for my uh, honorable mention, which is uh, well, Animal Crossing. Well, because they knew Horizons, they want to play. But you could apply this to every Animal Crossing game because this character has been in every single Animal Crossing game I've ever aware. And it's a and uh, it's a a small little dog called Isabel. Isabel started in New Leaf, I believe. Well, actually, what I, what I do and don't know. She is unquestionably the most wholesome creature in that game. Because if you want it summed up how wholesome she is, she hates confrontation. So if someone's annoyed you and you want them to stop calling you something, for example, or wearing something, you have to go see her. And she, and if you uh, change your mother. Oh, thank goodness, I hate confrontation. And she's, she's, she's like, oh, no, I don't want to bother you again. <laughs> you know, let's go, let's, go, let's, let's go out for coffee instead. We can now. We've got a coffee, we've got a coffee place in, this, in the game, so why not? So, yeah, Isabel would be, would be uh, is up there for sure. But the whole game is faithy. It's, it's beyond cutesy. It just makes you feel good. Even if you're going around weeding sometimes. I spent more, more time this year tidying up my island than I have tidying up my flat. Mm-hmm. I mean, relatable. It's, Animal Crossing is just like the epitome of wholesome. Do you have any lazy villagers on your island? All of them. <laughs> all of them. You got all, all of your villagers. They all, they all do fuck all, put it that way. Oh, I meant the lazy personality. <laughs> oh, I've got, I've got two or three lazy, lazy ones. One, I've, I've definitely got Eric. So he's I, my, I love the moose, Eric. He's one of my favourites. I I love the lazy personality villagers because they are all just wholesome. They're like giant children. They're all they're all just wholesome beans. I got That's what you want. Yeah, 
I got Sherb, Sasha, and Bones, and I think I've got others as well. I like when Sasha came out. No, everyone was confused whether Sasha was male or female. <laughs> you know, turns out they're male because lazy personality is only for male villagers. Really? They're my, they're, they kind of make me feel like they're what Virian would be if he was an Animal Crossing character. A big bunny with big sparkly eyes. Oh, <laughs> Sasha's gorgeous. That works for me. But yeah, one of the newest villagers. Animal Crossing definitely is a game which uh, has plenty of wholesome moments in it. Uh, not mm-hmm. least where you can now go out and like build them holiday homes, which is really, really adorable. Yeah. It's really adorable thing you can do. And I mean, oh, I, oh yes, that's Sasha. Yes. <laughs> that that is definitely Virian for sure. <laughs> Exactly, really for sure. Kerry can, Kerry, Kerry might be nice and tweet that out later on when it goes out on Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> might tweet out so you know everyone's point of what that is about. Um, yeah, thanks for listening along, guys. If you if you um, got to the end, and thank you very much for sticking around. Obviously, uh, don't forget to check out Chris next week with Chris Talks Games, um, and uh, keep your eyes peeled um, because. Um, might be doing a reaction to the Xbox and Bethesda uh, showcase, which is being done on Sunday evening in the United Kingdom. Um, so we might be doing a live reaction to that, and that might be going up, be going up on Chris's Chris Reactor YouTube channel. Um, so I dare say Chris will be reacting to that next week on his show, but I don't want to speak for him. Um, as for us, you can follow Alex at Spiderbird UK, Kerry. I'm sure Beans on Twitter, and I don't post much, but I lurk. And if you do think I should play another game, why not send me something to play? Well, not, li- not literally, just give me a name and I'll try and find it. Although we do take free codes for games. We always take free codes for games, always. <laughs> and of course, find me at UK. Thank you to our sponsor, GameAware. Use our code GameJunkie10 at checkout to get 10% off. And follow the show directly at GameJunkiePod. Me and Kerry are off now to go point at people in grief for when say that they're not they're not wholesome enough. We are out of here and we'll be back in two weeks. Take care. Bye. This podcast is a Mass Attack production for Visionaries Global Media.